Welcome to Ignite Your Business Radio Show. Light the match, throw some gasoline on, and buckle up because we're about to take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Josh Wilhelm. I'm a graphic designer with over 23 years of experience founding and running my own company here in California. My passion for the journey of the entrepreneur is what brings me here today. And I simply get fired up when I talk with small to medium-sized business owners about their journey. So let's get to it. One of the great things about toys is their ability to almost apply for anyone of any age. Adults love to collect stuff they've loved since childhood. Obviously, kids love playing with action figures, interactive toys, strategy games, and everything else. Even with everything our smartphones and tablets can do to entertain us, Toys still hold a great appeal for people of all ages and backgrounds. Toys also continue to be a powerhouse as an industry. Just in 2019 alone in the United States, toy sales accounted for over 20.91 billion, that's billion with a B, dollars. That leaves more than enough room for new and emerging toy retailers to open and find customers who want a unique face to offer designer toys, retro, vintage favorites, and more. Do you love toys? Have you been looking for an online toy store that offers not only unique items, but favorites from classic movies, TV shows, and product lines? If so, and if you love supporting veteran-run businesses, you're going to have a great time learning about Tactics to Toys. Now, that is a mouthful. I will say that because it's taken me a multitude of times to say that over and over. But think of this website as an essential tool for finding great deals on one-of-a-kind items and familiar favorites. All right, so who is this just phenomenon behind this business? An entrepreneur, a veteran, a lover of toys of all shapes and sizes, Anthony and his wife, Janine, C-O-D, I think I pronounced that correct, or did I still mess it? I, I'm sure I still mess it up, right? I, I did. Yeah, I'm getting the nod that I messed it up. All right, we will do that again, but we'll come back to that. Uh, this proves with his and her shop, Tactics to Toys, that their wares can be appealing of any and all ages. As Anthony himself will tell you, Tactics to Toys represented for him the beginning of a new chapter of his life after serving our country in the armed forces for several years. As a command sergeant major with the United States Army Reserve for nearly 30 years, Anthony has combined his eye for strategic thinking and detail with his love of toys and owning his own retail business. It is a pleasure to speak with Anthony and Janine about their military background, their experience and love for toys, and how that led to a toy shop that is now celebrating its fifth year of operation. The Ignite Your Business Radio Show is proud to welcome the founder of Tactics to Toys, Anthony and Janine C.O.T. C.O.T. I'm telling you, I'm going to brutalize this all day long and you're just not going to stop me. So I appreciate that. Anyway, Anthony and Janine, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you guys. Thank you for having us, Josh. It's great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. So first, I want to start off because it is a tradition around here with anyone that has served in the military that comes on the show we have to get the formalities out of the way by first thanking you for your service to our amazing country. Uh, thank you for your sacrifice uh, on the battlefield, but also it. I want to because Janine's here as well, and it's a 
we don't oftentimes get to thank directly the family members that are tied to the military personnel uh, and veterans that we get to thank both of you at the same time. So obviously in different capacities, we thank you, Anthony, for directly serving. And then Janine, you and the family, the rest of the family unit that goes along with uh, Anthony, that we thank you for your sacrifice as well and lending him to uh, the great cause for our just amazing country. Wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you for that. All right. So for both of you, how are things going? This is, uh, I, I had to double check, but we're in the, just wrapping up the first month of the third quarter, which can't be confusing any more than that. Uh, but how are things going for you guys with the business, just with the family, just overall for the, you know, we're getting into the, the starting of the first part of the third quarter, but how's it going for you guys? Uh, it's, it's going well. Um, products coming in uh, for a while. It felt like every day, mm. and and products being logged into inventory, sold, packed up, shipped out. Uh, the amount of boxes going out are getting higher and higher. Uh, I just entered into a a deal where I'm buying in bulk and selling wholesale to a particular company that's just getting off the ground. So I'm direct to consumer, and now I have scored my first business to business. Well done, congratulations on that. That is uh, that's a that for those of you listening that don't realize that that might I mean Anthony makes it sound like easy work all day long, but it's uh, there's a lot that goes into that, and that is a massive accomplishment for anyone that's used to kind of being. I guess the easier way to say it is kind of being the middleman. Um, and handling the product, making sure that it gets out there. Also, there's a part of brand integrity that is a part of that as well. So uh, that's a that's a big undertaking with that. I, I'm curious, at, because with your military background and that career, which again, as we talked about at the very beginning, 30 years uh, that you were in, correct? 30 years in the military? 30. 30 years, three months, and how many days now? I don't know. He's still in. I'm still in. You're still in. Okay. So yes. you're you're still going at it. But you've, I mean, with this, you've featured a number of deployments, uh, locations all over the world. Uh, and even after you decided to stay with this and you're still in it, at what point did it cross over into you know what i should really open up a toy business i mean this is i why didn't i think about this sooner it goes military toy business it's a perfect segue i mean they're just they're they complement each other so well i just i'm curious how that developed from that to now your business and in dealing with toys uh it started uh before my last deployment uh i was selling stuff on a third party platform. And before you knew it, there's X amount of products that from around the house that went out the door and X amount of money came in and handed over to the wife. There you go. Uh, and then I just started walking through the stores and I see stuff on clearance and I'd buy it and, and flip it again on a third party marketplace and get full retail hmm. price for it. Uh, and I didn't know that had a name. It's called retail arbitrage. I didn't find out till much later on. Okay. Uh, but then deployment number six, uh, back in 2014 to 15 came up. And at the time my son was about to turn four and I broke news that I had to go away for almost a year. 
and he cried so bad uh, mm. that it it took the wind out of my sails. Sure. I mean, we were going we were going to the Horn of Africa, so it's a low threat area. Nobody's throwing grenades over the wall here or anything right. like that. Uh, but you know, the that's the first first real time I saw the impact of family separation. She's the rock of it. Uh, my my daughter, who's uh, who's older, and this is her second rodeo with the deployments, um, was able to weather that storm. But it, all of a sudden, it you know, wanting to run and gun and going to harm's way, all of a sudden, didn't feel as fun anymore. Mm. Uh, so I was sitting in a what they call a clue, a containerized living unit. Um, I was uh, deployed as a first sergeant, and thinking, well, I'm at the top of the food chain, almost ready for SAR major and sooner or later I'm going to be moved out of the army, whether I want to stay in or not. So I started researching what I want to do for the next chapter of my life. You know, I don't want to work because I have a full-time job on top of this. Mm. Uh, I work for the army as a civilian. Okay. And uh, I had to go back to that. I went back to that job and well, while I was away, it was, what do I want to do? And I thought, Hey, maybe this reselling idea is feasible. So I started doing research and I found there's a whole set of communities online, both through Facebook groups or YouTube, everybody. There's a whole group who are publishing uh, uh, content on how to do it, what to do it, how to get an edge over it, um, how to do your own marketing, building your website, which is probably the most complicated thing I had to do. So we were on a, a call and I said, can I do it? She said, all right. What do I have to do? I said, absolutely nothing. She said, okay. Sold. <laughs> Done deal. So Where do I sign up? <laughs> right. In my last two months of the deployment, I got the tax ID number. I filed for the state tax or the state resource certificate so I can file state taxes, sales and use tax. Um, and I started shopping around for accounts or trying to get vendors. And sure. one vendor who I'm still with today actually agreed to give me a chance. It's hard not having a brick and mortar and not even having a website set up, just a third party marketplace. Sure. So I had somebody give me a chance and that's where it all started snowballing. I came home, we went to Toy Fair that following February, you know, had some issues learning how, I guess, apprehensive the retail world or the, uh, the manufacturing world is to selling to somebody who is strictly an online presence. So we focused small, we found a couple places and we placed some orders and one called me up and said, sorry, we can't sell to you. It's going to a residence because we operate out of the house. Uh, so challenges definitely that you faced even very early on just to get yourself established. Yeah, but you know, a year later, fast forward one year, I'm at Toy Fair again. Uh, and I'm talking to another vendor and I was looking at the products and we started a conversation. I told him, hey, I, I carry some of your products. He asked me what distributor do I buy through, and I told him. He asked me what I thought of them, and I said, "I like it. It's right up my alley, right up my customer's alley. Uh, it's all the retro three and three quarter inch action figures, and okay. I'm a big geek with them." I said, "But I did have a problem with one of your orders, and I walked him through what the issue was. The bubbles, the little clear plastic, was not yep. glued to the cards. Mm. So you take the card out of the box, out of the case pack, and everything else stayed in." Got it. So he made some notes on it, and. And he goes, he asked me for a card. Uh, and I remembered that my, my first, I was so nervous going to the first toy fair, I forgot business cards. <laughs> so the, the second one, I, I gave him the card and he went to his computer and 
tapped a couple things in, shook my hand, gave me his card and said, I just opened an account. You can buy directly from us from now on. It'll be cheaper than buying it through a distributor. And uh, I said, thank you. And let him move on to the next customer. And I walked away with a big smile on my face. And, and then it's just gotten more and more year after year. I found that being up, uh, up front with people, letting mm-hmm. them know that I'm a home-based business and let them know when I mean home-based, I mean my basement is where I operate out of. You'll know who will deal with you and who will not. Sure. And then it's, you know, no harm, no foul. It's okay. It's it's how you want to do business. Cool. Maybe yeah. one day in the future. Absolutely. All right, guys. So in the five plus years, a little over five years now, you've been running Tactics to Toys. What are some of the most important things? And I'm actually going to shift it over to Janine on this one because Anthony has gotten all the all the celebrity status. So that's far we got to give some additional credit where credit is due, which is to Janine, the other, as us uh, husbands that don't want to sleep in the doghouse, they are better half. Um, so I want to shift this over to Janine for this question. So in the past five or more years now, you've been running the business. What are some of the most important things you've learned about marketing this type of business? Oh my goodness. Probably everything that I've learned, I've learned from him for sure. I am definitely the silent partner in all this. Um, but I've learned from him that you have to find your, your niche, you know, your market base, your, your demand. Um, and, and he definitely has, has found that he knows what tickles people, what people are into. Um, some of the stuff that he's ordered, I'm like, are you serious? And then he'll tell me, guess what? we're out. I'm like, Oh, all right. Okay. Like he's definitely better at it than I am. I stick to teaching. Um, but he, he just knows what people like. Um, I think it's because a lot of the things that he likes too, that he gets all jazzed out, jazzed up about. And it's, I mean, it's pretty cool. We've even, there's a, we have a new neighbor who happens to also be in in the military. They just PCS here about a year ago and, um, younger, younger couple, they're more our daughter's age, but they come over, you know, we're like their surrogate parents here. They're from Georgia. And um, now he's going to toy fair with Anthony and, and like they're bouncing ideas off each other. He gets all excited. So he gets some ideas from, from Miguel across the street and starts bringing in stuff. And it opens up a whole new, you know, um, generation of younger people who get into this. They like some retro stuff, but then there's some new stuff like gaming things like little game toys and all kinds of, you know, neat little kitschy things. And, and that's been a, that's been a help too. It's, and it's kind of really cool to watch the two of them, you know, they'll test product out here. Um, especially the games and stuff like that. And the kids will test the product out with them. That's very cool. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really cool. All right. So Anthony on your U S military background and, other professional experience, uh, what aspects of these other paths that you have pursued before this business uh, have been most, or have you found to be most influential uh, in helping you with marketing tactics to toys? Uh, being able to talk to people, uh, being able to network. Uh, that was, uh, for, the, for the longest time, I was always in a shell. Uh, I was never an outgoing person. Uh, you find that getting shot at a few times will make you look at things a little differently. Sure. You know, I, I came back from my first deployment, a, a completely different person. I actually smiled a lot more, you know, 
Uh, so being able to shake hands, talk to strangers, um, accept that a no is just, okay. It's no, doesn't mean no. Well, no means no, but when it comes to sales, it means maybe not right now, you know, and it's persistence that goes along with it. Or even, I guess, in some cases, the no from, I, if I can kind of read between the lines, I think of what you're trying to also say in addition to that is that, you know, in retrospect of you getting shot at uh, overseas or in the military puts it into context that for others that have not experienced that, receiving a no is like, oh, devastating, right? It, it's earth shattering for them. But for you, it's like, okay. I mean, not the end of the world, you know, it's life will go on. All right. So what has been the most successful marketing strategy for your business thus far that you've found? I mean, you talked about the networking aspect of it. Uh, that is what you've learned from your other endeavors and other experiences before this business. But what have you found to be the most successful part of marketing in strategies that you've tried? Uh Social media. I mean, my marketing budget is a bootstrap budget, and that's putting it kindly. Uh, there's almost no money for marketing. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, social media. It is uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, if I would actually use it. I have a channel, but not putting anything on it. And also I have a TikTok channel. I have to start using it on, using more on. And I just started Pinterest. Okay. And when I, when I go to look at the analytics, see where the traffic is driving from. It is always social media and a couple of companies that have me as their product, where to buy. They have the link to my store on there. So it sounds like, especially from the social media aspect of it, it is still networking, but it's the worldwide web version of networking. Not, not necessarily the old school uh, approach, which is handshake and knowing who you know and that kind of thing, but it's all online now these days with the virtual network and uh, meeting people and staying in touch with people even after they move and, and things like that. But okay, and that that uh, makes complete sense. What would you say, just kind of follow up to that is since social media has been your kind of primary, what have you? which of the platforms have you found to be the most beneficial for you thus far? Instagram. Okay. And that makes uh, complete sense being a visual platform. Yes. So right. pictures of your product posting out there is, is getting shared and seen. So one of the things in, in doing some research on, on your website that you talked about, I love seeing that you have a blog and it's filled with some articles on different aspects of your business. Um, how important have you found it to be that your blog has been there from a marketing point of view have you seen any reaction from that blog and the efforts that you put into it with your being truthful, being honest with people about your story and, and how you've come to learn different things about the industry, learn different things about the uh, the toys, but also uh, learning your experience about your business along the path. Have you found that to be beneficial for you? Uh, not yet. Uh, okay. And that's primarily because I'm not creating enough content on that blog uh, consistently in order to, uh, get picked up on the algorithms, the mm. search algorithms. It's actually quite hard to, to run a blog. I mean, I know that's not for everybody, but for me, I find it uh, a challenge 
Yeah. Like, I think I went to right. I, I, I mean, I like it better than say YouTube because I can't stand the sound of my own voice sometimes. Uh, but you know, I I feel like I forgot how to write hmm. sometimes when I'm trying to put together something that somebody may find meaningful. So, and there's a, a thought process I have I want to try is picking a product, any of the product, and doing a walkthrough on it. I think he doesn't give himself enough credit either. It's it's difficult when you are, you know, you're in the army and you work for the army as a civilian and you're trying to run a small business. You, you know, you have a you have a family of kids, you have other responsibilities. There's a lot of things going on. Like we have a lot of things that we juggle, right? And he juggles sure. a lot. And I don't to to you know going and writing writing blogs and and all these other things. It that takes a lot of work, right? Sure. There's people who just that's what they do. Yeah. Right, they just own a business, and they they can put all that time into it, um, and it's important, absolutely for sure. But you know, we kind of have some other things going on too. And like I said, I think he's just he's too hard on himself, and he doesn't just let himself well, yeah, see I, the I, other things that's going on. It, there's only so much time in the day, and you, you're exactly. you're running on on firing on all pistons at all time. It 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 can wear on you, so. Um, you know, one thing I'd probably suggest just from experience in, in this is, um, couple things. One is probably not look at it so much because I think a lot of bloggers, even podcasters, any content creators out there, whether it be YouTube podcasts, blogs, they're all kind of one in the same is don't focus too much on what you think everyone wants to know or hear about. Do what you do best. You obviously have been successful in finding your niche and what you enjoy personally. And then you've been successful, which very few have with small businesses and being able to then transform that into then finding the clientele that then matches up to your own passion, which is much harder to do because a lot of small business owners, they take this approach of the what I call the shotgun approach. They just fire off in any direction whatsoever, hoping to hit customers or clients. And they're just, they're wasting so much effort because they're just trying to hit everybody. And not everyone's their customer. So you've been able to figure out either by just lack of how much time you have available. So out of necessity, you had to quickly figure out who your ideal and target market was. Then you become laser focused, which is what every business is need to do. You need to dial in on exactly who your customer base is. So you've already been able to do that successfully. It sounds like with uh, the business and who your clientele is, take that same approach with the content that you're creating. And you kind of hit on it, I think is a great idea and pursue it is take the toys that you're testing or that you're checking out and simply you know, you're already doing the work essentially, which is testing it out and, and kind of you're making a Rolodex of thoughts and notes in your mind about what you like and maybe what are some selling points of it. Jot that stuff down, turn on the camera and let it roll. You know, that's the power of editing too, is you can always edit it out. You can always clean it up. It sounds like you have a fantastic teacher sitting next to you, Anthony, that could probably edit quite a bit of, if it were me, I can't formulate two sentences sometimes to make it sound like I'm somewhat educated. So you have a resource there that can probably help with uh, drafted out, you know, just data dump on paper or data dump on a recording and, and let someone that knows what they're doing with cleaning up the English language and making it sound maybe more intelligent than you even intended it to be uh, do some magic there. And that probably will help you out. 
So you mentioned this. Uh, you're also in the process, it sounds like, starting to advertise or at least get the word out through channels like YouTube for your business. Facebook, Instagram, you already Instagram being one of your top ones right now. Um, with your preference being that of Instagram, what are you finding as some of the key differences when you're looking at the different platforms out there for social media? And I would even though it's, it can be argued back and forth that YouTube is not necessarily the stereotypical social media, but I'll clump it in there with, with the other brands that you talked about. But what have you found to be the key differences between these that have made an impact for you and your business? I'm going to see if I can answer this correctly. <laughs> um, well, with, uh, with, with Instagram itself, it's all a little bit of trial and error to figure out the, you know, how to use hashtags. I mean, okay. I'm not, not a teenager, so maybe I should ask one and probably get the, the best way to use it, but it's getting it in front of the right keywords. So it'll be, it'll, it will be viewed by people who are in that niche market. Um, action figures, for example, um, there's a, a whole section of hobbyists that are toy photographers they buy mm. these mid, mid to high end toys and they set up dioramas and they create living scenes with them, art, like pure art with them. And so they do some fantastic stuff yeah. uh, between the camera and the computer and the end product. Uh, so it's, you know, knowing how to manipulate the hashtags to get them to maximize potential viewership. Whereas Facebook, it's a little bit harder. It's, is everybody, it's all the people who are following you, any post you have on there, they see it. That's really, unless you do Facebook marketing where you're paying for advertisements to sure. come up within a certain segment of, the, of your target market you're looking to, to hit with the Facebook pixel. Great. All right. So I'm curious about the, the name in Tactics to Toys. Has also the story and even just the name in general uh, proved itself from a marketing standpoint to be beneficial for you in some ways? I don't know if it's been beneficial yet, but uh, I mean, there's, it's very, the story behind it used to be very rudimentary. It was the tactics would be the, the tactical, the strategy games yep. and the toys would be the, the art toys, the collectible figures, that sort of thing. But it also, somebody had pointed out, it also represents my transition from uh, all army 24 seven to a new career. Hmm. I like the double meaning behind that. Anytime you can be uh, clever with that, I, I always have a great respect for that. It's got those underlying meanings, but then it also has a kind of somewhat of a more obvious in some cases. So, all right. So do you have, as I kind of described at the beginning, we're into the beginning of the third quarter. We're, we're coming up on almost the halfway point of the third quarter, but um, so we're, we're, we're closing in, which is shockingly, as I say it, it's kind of dawning on me that, oh, it's, it's gone by pretty quick. Um, but with that, do you have any marketing goals, uh, for your business in 2021 and beyond anything we can look forward to look forward to seeing any, any plans from the marketing side of things? Uh, I'm Still a little bit unsure of them, uh, where I'm going with marketing other than um, the way I have been going. Uh, right now, uh, it's new products are, are rolling in on a regular basis, so I'm never going to be short of content. 
but if I can peel away to start working a little bit more on YouTube and TikTok, um, that may be the next thing, as well as popping a little bit more into the blog every now and again. Awesome. Well, just on that note, too, uh, just a, a warning to you, and it's not to deter you from exploring, because as a business owner, you always have to explore new technologies. You, you, you don't want to get just stuck in your ways because that's a dying business, right? If you're not growing in some capacity, growth doesn't necessarily mean that your pocketbook is growing, which is nice for all of us, but uh, that doesn't necessarily indicate that that's just growth. Growth is learning new things, right? Is expanding the mind, expanding your knowledge. That's a form of growth as well. But I would say be careful on the social medias, especially because I know there's this just constant wave of the latest and greatest and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon and it's going crazy. Always come back to who your ideal customer is, who your ideal audience is, and they will direct you on where they're going. So, you know, TikTok might not be necessarily the ideal path for you to spend a whole lot of time on. It might be just something that you spend a little bit of time on. And then Instagram, you're still spending more time on. But always come back to your core, which is who your ideal audience is, who your ideal customers are. They will direct you on where they're going and you do your best to get in front of them on the path that they're going. But just a a little you know, my public service announcement for the day for, for you guys, just as a, a warning. Okay. So you've just passed the five-year mark with tactics to toys. Is there anything you've learned about running the business that, you know, let's, let's, I, I'm, I'm going to get a little creative right now. Uh, so obviously, you know, the film back to the future, right? And uh, it's a retro 80s. I guess I will date myself. I, it was a, a movie favorite of mine. Uh, so using this analogy, you are uh, McFly and, and you're jumping in the DeLorean and, and Doc has uh, frantically thrown you in and you're driving down the, the mall's parking lot and you hit that optimum speed. But before you get back into time, you're going to tell yourself some things about running a business. So you're not going too far back. You're only going five years. So it's, it's really not that big of a leap. But you're going back in time. And you're going to see yourself before you start doing the business. You're doing the research and you catch yourself and you say, hey, just for the future, I'll help you out tremendously if you take this one tip from yourself but in the future, uh, what is that one tip that you would give yourself, what you've learned now, if you could go back, do it all over again, that you'd pass off to yourself to help you give you kind of a jump start? Uh, mine would be buy a bigger shed to store everything in. Is this the she shed or that we're talking about oh, no, right no, no, now? No, no. Or, no, or this no. is Anthony's shed? This is Anthony's shed. Oh, okay. It's the he shed then. It's, it's not the she it's, shed. It's the tactics to toys shed got it got it okay so this is the local warehouse facility that you speak of to house <laughs> yes. all of the inventory yeah got it yes okay okay fair enough so that's that's the one tip that uh janine has told you anthony before you jump in the delorean and go back to the future 
uh, what what uh, is your piece of advice that you're bringing along with it? It's uh, create content consistently, daily, almost uh, on yourself, your product, your brand name. Okay, and maybe to invest in Instagram as soon as possible. Uh, if I can go back to 2010, I tell myself to invest in cryptocurrency. There you go. When we talked about it back then. I said it's never going to take off. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So you're telling yourself uh, content. Be consistent with it. Be steady with it. But be consistent with it. Keep it going. Don't give up. Okay. I like that. I like it a lot. Uh, before starting a full time business. And actually, I don't know how you have enough time in the day, the more that we've talked and learned about all of your multitude of facets that you have going on in life with, I mean, shoot, just being a father and a husband is a full-time job in itself. So let alone running a business, then also having a full-time job, and then also doing it with the military as well. That's a lot going on there. But you were selling items here and there when you first got started with this through Amazon Marketplace. At what point did you decide to kind of shift that to an actual business? And I'll follow that up too with, uh, and I'm always curious this answer, because different business owners have different key points in their uh, early days of their business that they consider it to be, it officially became a business when this happened. Some people, it's when they earn their first dollar, they tack it up on the wall and they go, this is the first dollar we made. Uh, others, it's, it's something else that, you know, just, it was that kind of mental trigger that said, now it's officially a business. It was just, you know, kind of a side gig before now it's officially a business. So first question is, uh, with this is at what point did it actually become the business? And then what was that component that was that either mental or physical that pushed it over to officially become? Uh, it was not knowing what, what my retirement would look like, uh, what is going to be the aftermath when the army is, when I hang up the uniform Okay, and, uh, her buy-in. Mm. That, that, was, that was, that was the uh, official business component. That was the dollar up on the wall framed yes. and everything was when your wife said, sure, you can do it. Yeah. As, as long as I don't have to do anything, no work involved. I'll do, yeah, you got, you got my blessing. You can do it. You can move forward. Yes. Uh, what made you decide to establish tactics to toys as opposed to just operating it as kind of that, you know, seller on Amazon marketplace and kind of just let it be just that I'm not, I'm not going to explore any other marketplaces. I'm, I'm just going to keep it on Amazon and just, Hey, we're having some success with it why why did you decide to venture out even further past that point? This is purely my experience with Amazon. It's, okay. um, everyone else has a different different story, different experience. Sure. In the, the toy field in Amazon, it's very competitive. Mm. Um, there are vendors I buy from that say you cannot sell our products on Amazon at all. Amazon, it's their playground, their sandbox. They make yep. the rules. Very uh, true. It's a bit expensive to sell on Amazon uh, based on the fees they get, uh, the fees they charge. Uh, and then if you did fulfillment by Amazon, it's even more expensive. Um, you don't get the exposure that you can with Amazon. But 
Uh, you have to follow their rules and they can shut you down in a heartbeat. Uh, if you get, if you get too many returns, if, um, you violate their policies, obviously, uh, and they can gate and ungate products. So a very simple one is, uh, DVDs. If you sell DVDs on there you can do quite well. Well, everyone, the, the, maybe the market got saturated on there, but they gated a large portion of their people. All of a sudden you can't sell these anymore. Mm. And then, you know, there's simpler things that, uh, that stymie some people uh, that I didn't have an issue with. It's, it's being able to produce invoices that you actually purchased these, not went out to the store and wiped out a clearance rack and then flipped them on Amazon. Got it. Got it. So they want proof that you're actually running it as a business, kind of more legit than just yes. in a sale at a garage sale where you're not going to really be able to get an invoice. You're not going to be able to get a receipt that you purchased it. Or it's going to look like you bought it from the store when it was clearing out and then you're trying to flip it. Right. And then now it's the uh, the child protective certificate, child protection certificate, the CPC certificate. Okay. Um, now they start. Now that's being requested uh, mm. as well as the I forget the California law prop 45 or 48 where you have to have the, you know, list any. Cancer uh, causing, or, yes. yeah. yeah, any of the, any of the chemicals in the plastics or whatever it might be that could be cancer causing kind of thing. Yes. They would also, if you if you had a product and you were they were they sold the same product, but yours was maybe one or two dollars or four dollars over, sure. they'd lock you out and they tell you you can't sell it. Yet during COVID, they're selling twelve cans of Lysol for one hundred fourteen dollars. Sure, it mm-hmm. like it, it just doesn't. Amazon is very, in our experience, very hypocritical. Yeah. And I, I kind of told an Amazon representative that one time. Yeah. I'm sure you just said it so gently and like very PC-ish and just said, you know, yeah. just I, I don't I, see that happening. Don't get me wrong. I still have my Amazon store. There's still stuff out there. But because <laughs> I don't have CPC certificates for everything, they're slowly taking everything down. Yep. And if it ends up being just one item left, uh, okay, so be it. Sure. All right, so we, we uh, I've heard the uh, not-so-great things about an Amazon marketplace. Not to say that it, it works for some, doesn't work for all. It, it's also very dependent on the product, has a big difference on what can do very well on there and others that are way more challenging to get sold like you're talking about. What is your favorite marketplace that you've experienced that you're like, look, if all of them could just follow this model of marketplaces, I would love it. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but eBay. Okay. Uh, eBay is a, a train wreck to work with. Um, but much like Amazon, they have a marketplace. They touch a marketplace I can only hope to mm. uh, because they have the money for marketing. But there's a lot less restrictive. There's a lot less uh, rules. Now, both companies nickel and dime you to death. Sure. But you can't be gated or you don't get gated or ungated. If you're selling something against their policies, then they'll bar you from selling that. Sure. Because uh, both have very similar return policies, um, you know, you can say, no, I don't accept returns. And guess what? You're still paying for that return label when it's coming back to you. But uh, it's the variety. It's And you get to interact with customers a little bit. 
as well on there. Hmm. Uh, it's not just people calling to complain that my product is two days late or I'm not happy because I bought something that looked one color and it's something different. Right. It's people are willing to ask you, Hey, can we do a better price? Can we do this? Can we do that? What if I were to buy five or 10 or three or so you do get to interact a little bit with customers uh, through their email system. There's no going outside it. But okay. I mean, my, my eBay store is sitting with 1,700 and something items, and I'm not locked into selling one thing. It's uh, I could sell the wide variety because I do like going out treasure hunting. Sure. So I can't imagine you've been thinking about it lately, but have you ever considered opening a Tactics to Toys as a physical storefront or store location? It's crossed my mind, okay. but the uh, overhead involved in it, uh, it would be a little bit much because now you're uh, multiple types of insurance, loss prevention, that sort of thing. I mean, it would open a lot more doors, uh, but... Unfortunately, it would be location, 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 and I don't have no idea where one would be at. If I were to do anything brick and mortar, uh, it would be a small warehouse with an office. Okay. And operate everything out of that. Just hope it works out. So you're you're referencing, as Janine said, the uh, larger uh, yes. Anthony shed is what yes. you're you're referencing. So. Having something larger that you have kind of front office area, back warehouse to be able to house and stockpile your your inventory and things like that is more kind of the brick and mortar that you think would be more efficient. Because you're right. I I see uh, comic book, you know, sellers. And I'm like, gosh, how do you guys stay in business? I mean, that's that's tough. You've got very low margins. you got a very, very niche market. Uh, and I think it's even less uh expansive in terms of your market even than toys because toys you can like i talked about in the very beginning was you have your older which is kind of more for nostalgia and and history and you grew up with it so you want to have a piece of your childhood then you got kids that don't know anything about the story behind it they just think it's a cool toy it looks cool and so you've got double the market you got comic books even as like that's purely on nostalgia. That's purely on collectors. And sure, they can rake in a, a great price, but how many of those do you have to sell? You only have first edition issue of one comic book that may have survived over the years for one seller and one buyer, whereas toys have a little bit more uh, you know, draw to it. But yeah, it's I, I can't imagine that a, a retail storefront would be uh, helpful for your business. I can definitely see it from the kind of logistical standpoint of having that larger facility to house more product, be able to ship it from one place and even be able to have the separation between your home and your business. Yes. Yeah. So. And, and particularly because, you know, there's all the, uh, the packing and packing materials and shipping materials and all the other, uh, items that have, I can have a dedicated station for that. It's, because I do ship uh, around the world. Mm. Okay. And with our own warehouse, we have inventory control too. I, you know, sure. we know nothing's coming out of out of this where it's not supposed to. You know, it's not supposed <laughs> to. Nobody's taking it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we don't have to deal with that. Well, yeah. There, as you're hinting at and, and speaking on, it's the pros and the cons. Having a mm -hmm. physical outside of your home 
mm-hmm. I mean, really, there's only a few culprits that can be escaping from your home. It's your kids or your husband that's not being honest with you, Janine, that she, he just really wanted that. And just, I don't know where it went. I have no mm-hmm. idea. But yeah, you'll find it somewhere some sometime later. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some of the short term and even long term goals for the growth of the business being tactics to toys? Anything in particular we can look forward to in the near future? Uh, new products? Uh, well, what's your what's your goals? Uh, the the one thing uh, for the short term is to get ready for the fourth quarter. Uh, I have all my pre books. They were done by February, March, April. Uh, everything that I want to sell for uh, Q4 because one of the things I learned and probably would have to tell my if I can go back to the you know the flux capacitor would take me back. I would tell my uh, my past self, um, you know, make sure you are first when getting these products out on the market. Because hmm. uh, if it's already sat, the market already has 20 people selling it and you're not in that first five or 10, you're going to sit until they sell out and then people will have to buy from you, particularly if it's a hot item. Hmm. Good point. Uh, but get everything for Q4. I have to figure out how I'm going to structure my sales for Black Friday and for the month of December. Um but that's a, for another day. For long term, that'll be after I retire from everything where I can be my own boss and the only people I have to take orders from are household six. Uh, I'd like to be in a position where I can not only sell to the customer, I can sell to other businesses because I would like nothing more than to find my past self, but in a different form, you know, some other upstart and give them the break that I got when I first started looking for vendors. Hmm. That's very cool. The, the full circle uh, to your story, where you started is where you want to be that person and at the trade show, the, the trade event and being able behind that table to say, you know what, let me take down your information and set you up with an account. That's very cool. Excellent point. All right. Well, to learn more about the work that Anthony and Janine are doing, visit IgniteRadioShow.com. Look for this episode. There you can find a recording of this very episode, as well as any information you might need to get in touch with them. I hope the information that Anthony and Janine from Tactics to Toys share today help light the fuse inside of you and ends up taking your business to the next level. I'd like to thank our guests today, our production team, our engineering team, Most of all, all of you listening, until next week, I'm your host, Josh Wilhelm. Have a great and successful rest of the week, everybody. 